world. Welcome back to what will be the final episode of season one of 2,439 days. I'm your host, Derek Streeter, and I want to once again thank you all for taking this journey with me. When I decided to start this podcast, I knew I was going to be challenged. I knew that I was going to have to relive a lot of difficult memories. I didn't want that to stop me because I knew how important my mission was. I really struggled with Tim's death for almost seven years, and it took some serious soul searching to reach the final stage of grief, acceptance. The first six stages of grief that we have discussed were very tough, not only to live through, but also to decide to talk about. The stage we will be concluding this season with is a joy for me to talk about. I convinced myself to share my story because I wanted others to join me in reaching acceptance. The difference it has made in my life will never be justifiably explained, but that won't stop me from trying to do so. In the span of one song, I took my life from sad tears to happy tears. The clarity I felt in that moment was the most inspirational moment of my life to this point. If I can inspire any one of you listening to feel what I felt, my mission will be completed. The primary person I wanted this podcast to help was my younger brother, Brendan. Brendan was the misfortunate one who found Tim on the day he took his life. I have always wondered why it had to be him. The most logical answer my brain can come up with is that Brendan had to be the one because he had the most strength. I truly don't know how I'd be holding up if that had been me. I like to think that I would be just as fine as Brendan is doing because our family truly is incredibly strong. The strength they have all shown over the last seven plus years has been remarkable. It only makes me love you all more than I already did. I didn't know that I could possibly love you more than I did prior to Tim's death, but maybe Tim did what he always did. He made us even stronger. Streeter Strong will always be the way I live my life. I promise to always try to bring my family closer, no matter what we will have to go through. I promise to continue making new friends and to emphasize the friendships I have cultivated over the 36 plus years of my life. I am truly blessed in life, and I won't ever take that for granted. I have been through something so incredibly difficult, and I came out of it stronger. If you have done that, or are currently doing that, you are the kind of strength I'm talking about. I'm so proud to have listeners who inspire me to be me, to just focus on making people feel better about who they are. It's an incredible circle of humans to show off, so thank you, truly. I always try to provide a more scientific take to counter my emotional takes. I do this so that you can hear my experience while also hearing from those who study this stuff for a living. Not everyone will relate to the way that I felt, but some of you will. I encourage you all to surf the web or go to a local library and see what kind of tips you can find to further your own journey. I found a great article on econdolence.com about the acceptance stage. They sum up acceptance as follows. Acceptance does not mean that the person feels good or right about the loss. Most people never feel okay about the loss of a loved one. This stage is about accepting the fact that a new reality cannot be changed. It is about seeing how the new reality will impact life and relationships. Acceptance also does not mean forgetfulness. 
Acceptance does not mean that we slip back into denial, pretending that it has not or will not happen. Acceptance means embracing the present, both good and bad, in order to shape the future. It does not mean that we can no longer think about our loved one. Out of sight does not have to mean out of mind. Our current present has been gloriously touched by our loved one's life. Reflect upon those good times. Cherish the real ways the loved one has softened your presence and swayed your future. Acceptance can usually be seen by an individual taking ownership for themselves and their actions. These individuals begin to accept responsibility. They work toward accomplishing tasks and then are proud of the results. They are willing to change their behavior in response to the needs of others. They appear to be more content as they journey toward a more normalized life. Sound familiar? I felt as though I was given an opportunity to right the wrongs from my past and put forth the best version of myself. I wanted to do it in Tim's honor. Losing him was the hardest thing I have ever gone through, and it was going to change me, no matter what I did. Why not let it change me for the better? I appreciate life more now. I want to make a difference. I want to dream big. I was never that person before I lost my brother. I truly wish I could have realized all of this with him still around, but I won't let his death be in vain. I have been waiting for this moment all season. Now we can finally get to the moment I reached acceptance. I reached acceptance on December 24th, 2021, 2,439 days after I lost Tim. It impacted me so much that it drove me to do something I never would have considered possible as recently as a couple of months ago. I wanted to share my journey because I felt like it should be celebrated. Why can't we celebrate the people in our lives that overcome an enormous hurdle, that rebuild their lives into something even better after facing such adversity? Celebrate other people winning, period. That's why I started this podcast to acknowledge all of the incredible people in my life who are facing challenges hidden to most of the world. Okay, back to the story. I told you that I was having a hard time around Christmas because Tim's birthday was on Christmas Eve. Corinne had made it clear that she wanted me to at least try to enjoy Christmas this time. She knew why I was struggling, but she wanted to help me get past this mental hurdle I had placed in my own mind. So I made it a point to really try for her. After a great Christmas Eve morning with her family, I decided to commit to embracing the heightened emotions of the day. Corinne and I went home to spend time with our dogs. We started listening to music, and with each song, the volume started to go up. Corinne encouraged me to listen to the one song that always made me think of Tim, Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. I thought, okay, yeah, what's the worst that could happen? I cry. It's Tim's birthday. You owe it to him to think of him. So we cranked that volume up and listened to the entire song for the first time since Tim had passed. Like I said earlier, I went from sad tears to happy tears in the course of one song. I went from crying that Tim wasn't around to crying that I was happy I was thinking of Tim. It was such an incredible feeling. And who was right there with me, crying her eyes out? Corinne, my wife. 
my beautiful wife that helped me through such a hard time. I know you are listening right now. Corinne Wolf Street Streeter, I love you so much. You're my family and you do Streeter Strong proud. I want to take a quick moment to acknowledge my wife's incredible family as well. Chris and Monique, you have made my transition to Cortez so much easier. You have done so much for us, and I am very blessed to have such terrific in-laws, and more so, great role models. Carly, you are one of my best friends. You have always been there for me, and we have had so many fun times together. I'm so lucky that you are officially part of my family now. Gabby, you are an incredible young woman, and I appreciate you and Cade so much for keeping me young. I can't wait for you two to get married. It's been such a privilege to get to know both of you. Eli, you have no idea how much your friendship has meant to me. I desperately needed a guy friend here in Cortez, and you delivered. You are such a great dude, and you deserve the world. I know you aren't technically part of the wolf pack, but you and your family have been wonderful additions to my life. Maddie, Suze, thank you so much for the love and support. I'm sorry for the tangent, but I'm just really feeling it today. Super emotional. Anyways, I was happy that I was thinking of Tim. What a defining moment in my life. It wasn't only darkness and sadness anymore. Tim wasn't only that room in the basement I had compartmentalized away. Tim was now free to walk around in every room of the house, and he could be there alongside my happiness. I didn't know that those things could ever coexist. All of the motivation I had been lacking earlier in my life, I had in this moment. I had to use that momentum and keep building something. I did it to root on anyone who decided to listen to my experience. All of those who are fighting things we don't know, but never let it get in the way of their happiness. Root on not only those who have earned a place in your life, but those friends you haven't met yet, who will add to your journey in the future. It's the best way to live your life. Teach your children to embrace the challenges hard times would provide, because you need to be mentally strong in life. Death will unfortunately always be a part of life. I know it's a really hard thing to talk about, but you need to stay strong as a unit and check in on each other frequently. The best therapy is saying it out loud. Be vulnerable. Talk to anybody that you can. Remember, there is no time frame for your journey through grief. Take your time. Feel all of the feelings. Stop denying your emotions. You need to go through all of these stages before you reach acceptance. I promise you, you want to reach acceptance. Not only to make your life easier, but to prove to yourself that you can overcome any hurdle life puts in front of you. You are so much stronger than you'll ever know. My family proved it to me, and I know that my listeners will prove it. Do it for yourself. The feeling is overwhelming. And once you prove it, use that momentum. Be confident in yourself always. Be good friends. Be loyal friends. Be a good father, mother, brother, sister, aunt, uncle. You get the point. Be a good person. Make the world a better place. We are all capable of it. 
2,439 days will always advocate for those who are kicking ass at life, those who have truly earned it. 2,439 days will also always advocate for those who are battling with their mental health. Let's take care of each other. That's my plea. June is Men's Mental Health Awareness Month. So often, guys feel like they can't be emotional because it comes off as a weakness. I think it proves that you're strong if you're willing to do this. Get in touch with what you're feeling. Embrace it. We don't always have to be strong. I know that's something that everyone thinks. You always have to put on this tough exterior and prove that you're strong. But I think it makes you so much stronger to accept what you're going through and to ask for help when you need it. There is nothing weak about that. Lean on your support system. Talk it out. I know that my journey has been about losing a loved one to suicide, but if you lose a loved one in any manner, it's going to be devastating. Nothing can prepare you for life without them. Your life will probably suck for a while, but remember, it doesn't have to continue to suck. Life is a test, probably the hardest test you will ever take, even harder than the devil's mat. In the face of adversity, do you want to crumble or do you want to overcome? I hope my journey and my rejuvenated life can convince you to fight to overcome the challenges. If you don't have a support system, I'm offering myself as someone to lift you up. I don't care if we have never met, my doorway is always open. I may not have all of the answers, but I will do whatever I can to get those answers, and I will always be here to listen until I do. I hope you all have enjoyed this season of 2,439 days. I'm going to take some time off from this because I think I have earned it over the last eight weeks. For those of you in Southwest Colorado, I hope you'll consider being a part of the first annual Rise Southwest event. The event will be held on September 10th later this year. We now have a Facebook page up and running, so please join if you feel so inclined. To anyone listening, I can't thank you enough for being a part of this. Thank you for being my world. I really love you all and hope to be in touch with you soon. I wanted to give one final shout out to the co-host of the Good Witch, Bad Witch podcast, Shelly. Shelly, thank you for letting me have your old podcast microphones. You believed in me and I won't forget it. I'm sure there are a lot of people listening who are waiting to see what I was capable of in life. Well, I hope I have made you proud and that I continue to do so. Thank you for all of the love over the years. I wouldn't be the person I am without all of your influences. I won't ever take our relationships for granted. Whew. Okay. I'm going to leave you with perhaps the most beautiful writing about grief I've ever read. My sister shared this with me several weeks ago, and I immediately fell in love with it. Her friend Miles sent it to her on Tim's anniversary a few years back. It's called Grief from the Perspective of an Old Man by Tim Ofield. You'll know when it starts. I'll say it one last time this season. Be good to everybody, especially yourselves. I love you, Tim. As for grief, you'll find it comes in waves. When the ship is first wrecked, you're drowning with wreckage all around you. 
Everything floating around you reminds you of the beauty and the magnificence of the ship that was and is no more. And all you can do is float. You find some piece of the wreckage and you hang on for a while. Maybe it's some physical thing. Maybe it's a happy memory or a photograph. Maybe it's a person who is also floating. For a while, all you can do is float. Stay alive. In the beginning, the waves are a hundred feet tall and crash over you without mercy. They come 10 seconds apart and don't even give you time to catch your breath. All you can do is hang on and float. After a while, maybe weeks, maybe months, you'll find the waves are still a hundred feet tall, but they come further apart. When they come, they still crash all over you and wipe you out. But in between, you can breathe, you can function. You never know what's going to trigger the grief. It might be a song, a picture, a street intersection, the smell of a cup of coffee. It can be just about anything, and the wave comes crashing. But in between waves, there is life. Somewhere down the line, and it's different for everybody, you find that the waves are only 80 feet tall, or 50 feet tall. And while they still come, they come further apart. You can see them coming, an anniversary, a birthday, or Christmas or landing at O'Hare. You can see it coming for the most part and prepare yourself. And when it washes over you, you know that somehow you will again come out the other side. Soaking wet, sputtering, still hanging on to some tiny piece of the wreckage, but you'll come out. Take it from an old guy. The waves never stop coming and somehow you don't really want them to but you learn that you'll survive them and other waves will come and you'll survive them too. This episode, and every episode of 2,439 Days, is dedicated to my family. You're all so much stronger than you'll ever know. In fact, your street are strong. Love you all. <laughs>